Get ready for a no BS approach to health and fitness. This is MBS Fitness Radio. All right, welcome back to MBS Fitness Radio. I am here with Jesse Pickett. Jesse is a nutrition coach here at MBS Fitness. And today we're going to talk about new fitness, uh, not new fitness, nutrition uh, strategies, kind of in general, in general, but, you know, mainly kind of focusing on the holidays since they are coming up. Cool? Yep. All right. So say hey to everyone, Jesse, and then hit us with your first tip. All right. Hey, hey, guys. Um, so I started thinking about this, and I think that this is a topic that we all struggle with to some degree. The holidays just kind of come upon us, and you can be the most fit person the whole year, and then the holidays are here, and we all struggle with it. Some people less than others, depending on if we've been through this season several times or it's your first time really trying to get through a holiday season in a healthy manner. But ultimately, there's temptation more so this time of year than any other time. Um, so I really wanted to start this off by just putting a really heavy dose of reality into this and saying that there is just no magic trick when it comes to the holidays and nutrition and your fitness. There isn't. There are things that we can do and talk about, obviously, that can help, that can uh, we can strategize to get us through the holidays without just a insane caloric you know, intake every single day. But ultimately... We have to practice self-discipline. Yeah. <laughs> that is what it comes down to. Um, and I have a lot of things that I want to say on this topic, but I did want to start it off with that. Yeah, and it, I think it's, it's, it's reality that, like, we're governed by the laws of physics. If you, if you intake far more calories than you consume, yeah, guess what? You're going to put on weight. There it is. probably going to be primarily in the form of body fat, right? Yep. Um, doesn't really matter whether you intake those calories um, in the summertime or the springtime or the wintertime. It just so happens that this is a time where, as like a society, there tends to be a higher um, increase in, in caloric options yes. or a, a, a higher I- increase in high-calorie options that are just showing up more and more frequently in the home and the and the work uh, mm-hmm. place and all that kind of stuff. And so there's just, there's no way to like uh, somewhat um, intake all those calories without your body responding, uh, you know, yeah. proportionally, right? And just because it's Thanksgiving and Christmas doesn't make the calories not real. Yeah, yeah. Right. <laughs> Unfortunately, yeah. that is just not how it works. <laughs> what? So you're earlier you're about to tell me the average calories... Mm-hmm. That are that that someone eats on Thanksgiving Day. Yeah. So, yeah. so hit me with that. Okay. So I was looking this up um, on the Consumers Report. It says for just the Thanksgiving meal. Yeah, just the single meal. The meal, not the day. Um, the average caloric intake on that meal is between thirty five hundred to four thousand calories. Oh man. Yes. Wow. Yeah, just that meal. Um, so you also have to consider that you, you eat before that meal. You're going to probably eat after that meal. You're going to have maybe seconds. You're going to have dessert. You're probably going to have some drinks. So you're looking at 
Dang, like so basically double most people's like daily caloric need mm-hmm. in a single meal. In that meal. And yeah. what was the macro breakdown? Well, I didn't get the carbohydrates and proteins on it, but it said that typically that plate consume is consumed of roughly 150 grams of fat. Okay, so mm-hmm. <laughs> a thousand grams of or a thousand calories in fat. Yes. Yeah, it may make sense, but 25% fat uh, calories, so. Oh, <laughs> so to put that in perspective, um, you know, I roughly on a daily intake eat about 55 to 60 grams of fat. Yeah, so That's my daily. That's your three times your daily. In one plate. Yeah. Yeah, and, yeah, and it basically two, two, three times most people's daily in calories. Yes, yes. So it definitely kind of puts it in perspective when you think oh it's thanksgiving you know i'm just gonna i deserve this i deserve to have a day where i just don't you know count anything or care you know what i would say honestly that's okay yeah if you let it be that meal yeah you enjoy your thanksgiving yeah enjoy your christmas meal yeah but it's a holiday it's not a hollow week yeah. <laughs> it's not all a month. Yeah. Okay. And so that is where I think our culture really gets in trouble yeah. is that, you know, yeah, we enjoy our day, but then we have leftovers. We have a second helping or third helping. We have several desserts. We drink alcohol, you know, during yeah. celebrations. And I mean, that's where, oh, that's where things get dicey. I like where you said it's a holiday and not a Halloween or a month. <laughs> yeah. I, you know, I, I, <laughs> I try to push back against most of the extremes. So, like, I don't think there's anything, like, socially or mentally, emotionally healthy about the person who, like, packs in their chicken breasts and rice to the and broccoli <laughs> to, the, to the Thanksgiving meal. Like, unless you have a bodybuilding show that Saturday, right. which that was a terrible strategy on your part, <laughs> then, like, you know, I do believe food is this wonderful connector for relationships you know when we tend like we as human beings are built to connect to people through meals yeah you know and that's why like we see a lot of our um holidays or our times we're supposed to connect with our family or neighbors around meals Mm -hmm. but so like to not partake at all is probably an unhealthy extreme Mm -hmm. um but to to exhibit no discipline over the month and intake all calories at all opportunities is also not a healthy, a healthy choice. Right. So maybe let's break it down a little bit. <clears throat> Do you have any like specific tips for people like with regards to the individual meal, their individual day versus like a, a bigger like monthly strategy? <clears throat> yeah. So the way that I see it, and this is how I practice my nutrition programming mm-hmm. completely is moderation over restriction. Mm-hmm. Uh, we as human beings do not like to be restricted. Yeah. Um, so we will retaliate in one way or another. <laughs> it will happen. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so I really try to practice myself and teach my clients moderation. Yeah. You know, have it. If you want some pie, have a piece of pie. Yeah. You know, don't have half the pie. You know, let's just have a piece. Oh, I thought you were saying, oh, you're saying don't eat half 
of the don't pie. have half of it. Just what about the whole pie? That's my, that's my strategy. <laughs> Let's not go for the whole pie. <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah. A piece of pie. A piece of pie. Yeah. Have it. Enjoy, enjoy it. Yeah. yeah. Enjoy, the, enjoy the flavor. Enjoy the taste. Yeah. And, and enjoy, you know, the togetherness it brings amongst family and friends that you get together and eat and you get to have those flavors for that time of the year. That's fun, yeah. you know, and do it without guilt. Yeah. Like, have a good time, but moderate it. We yeah. just have, we have to be aware. Yeah. We can't just go into it with no plan because we will have the best intentions, but if we don't put a plan in place when our intentions are at, at its their highest, yeah. then our inhibitions you mean our will, temptations are at their highest, at the highest, right? Well, well, if we, if we have intentions to moderate, oh, gotcha, yeah. but we don't put any action step yeah, yeah. on, okay, how am I going to handle this when I am tempted? Right, if right, we don't right. put anything in place at that time, that previous time, then we might as well just not have a plan at all. You yeah, know? it's like the fail to plan, plan to fail. Yeah. So what are some of the strategies around like how to, how to kind of create some structure to resist that temptation. Yeah. Well, a couple of things is first, there's kind of two categories in my head. One is we got to move. Okay. Okay. So let's counterbalance the calorie intake by movement. Gotcha. So plan on, um, create a family tradition that isn't circled around food. Yeah. yeah, Okay. You know, go on a walk together, uh, get up and do a Turkey trot early on Thanksgiving morning as a family. Yeah. Go play, you know, some flag football in the yard before you start cooking. Yeah. yeah. Something like that. Or even get, if it's really cold or the weather's bad, get in the living room and play like an active game. Mm. You know, something like that. Get moving. Burn some calories before. You're procuring some type of deficit where, you know, you're counteracting the the extreme increase. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Because we're all going to eat more because the food content is just heavier. Okay, now, <clears throat> you think it's a better strategy to maybe try to do something beforehand or, like, afterwards? I would suggest both. Okay, okay, a little <laughs> bit, but yeah, yeah, good. A little bit of both. Okay. You know, um, so, you know, go ahead and prep the food and get it rolling and yeah. then play a game together as a family or, you know, that can be when you do a little scrimmage football and then have your meal and enjoy it and then everyone go on a walk. Yeah. You know, probably like breaks that cycle like after the meal of like snacking. Yes. Yeah. Well, and that I, that is one of the tips I was going to put in, which I'll just go ahead and say now because yeah. it's part of it, yeah. is once um, everyone's had their plate and has enjoyed their meal, go ahead and put it up. Pack all the food mm-hmm. back up, yeah. Put it up, you know, because having it sitting out, you will go back. Yeah, it's yeah, yeah. just how we're made. Yep. We're going to go back with a fork and we're going to have some bites and we're going to make a little plate. So go ahead and pack it up, put it in the fridge. Not only does that help just get your house clean, yeah. but it you know, prevents you from going for a second and third plate. But so staying active, getting some kind of activity in and creating that to be a family habit, okay. a family yeah. tradition of that day, you know, yeah. that way your kids grow up thinking, oh, I remember, you know, we grew up playing football every Thanksgiving or, you know. Or it's um, not just... On Thanksgiving, we sit around drinking, watching football, and engorging ourselves with food all day. Yeah, right, <laughs> exactly. Um, one thing that we do, if the weather allows it, is um, we go out and rake a big 
pile of leaves okay. and take turns jumping in it and doing okay. like Very slow cool. motion video, you know, just <laughs> yeah, silly, yeah. but it, it gets us out moving and yeah. breathing. And, yeah. um, so that's one category of the day is to plan for some activity. Okay. I like it. Um, you know, and like I said, also look, um, in your city and see if there's any local 5k races or, you know, in the CrossFit community, we like to do, themed workouts yeah yeah yeah. um like we always do the 12 days of christmas workout yeah. you know and things like that look into stuff like that yeah. see if there's something that you can do together as a family a lot of those things are kid friendly yeah you know i mean you could go run a 5k with your kids even if you're just walking just walk the 5k yeah yeah yeah, yeah. move and them across 3.1 miles or whatever, <laughs> however many miles get them get <laughs> them there some way or another yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, so that's one category. The other is to plan ahead on on your actual caloric intake. Okay. So I'm not <coughs> I'm not gonna even begin to say to try to track your food. Yeah. Let's just put that to the side for that particular holiday. Yeah. But don't just throw all that you know out the window either. Yeah. You know, instead of going and getting a huge ladle full of each casserole, yeah. get a spoonful. Yeah. Do two little spoonfuls of each one, which is roughly going to be about half of a cup, which is what is considered a serving for most of these casseroles. Gotcha. Is a half, a three-fourths of a cup to half a cup is somewhere in the um, the actual serving range, yeah. which is something we, as Americans, don't, <laughs> don't adhere to too much. We don't adhere to too much, yeah. Um, so doing smaller servings. Okay. Uh, that way you can still get a little bit of everything. Yeah. Um, and then making sure that you get your protein in. Okay, yeah. You know, like still make sure, and, and preferably not from all the dark meat of okay. the turkey, you know, yeah, maybe some, yeah. some <laughs> of the white meat. Um, but make sure you get some protein in, yeah. you know, and keep that in check. And then hydration. Really make sure that you stay on top of drinking your water. Um, so, yeah, when I had Jennifer Brockstrom in on, I mean, it, these are, these are stra- this is the same strategies we implement really for all new nutrition yeah. it's it's oh, yeah. it's moderate calorie intake and expand um caloric output <laughs> yeah eat less move more right mm-hmm. but maybe some strat she had some strategy i like for like the moderate caloric intake was um they actually use smaller plates mm-hmm. so instead of giving someone a giant plate mm-hmm. they give them a smaller plate and then you could um i was just thinking of this you could you could use smaller serving size spoons mm-hmm. so instead of using the serving spoon Use a, you could even use like a, a half cup, right? Measuring cup or <laughs> or a spoon. And she even put like a, she would put vegetables in line like in the in the order mm-hmm. of the buffet line. It would yeah. be you know, vegetables, proteins, then carbs at the end. Yeah, so you have less yeah. less space on your plate for mm-hmm. the carbs. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. All of those awesome. Yeah, absolutely. It's just finding ways to like. Set yourself up for success where, where you, you have to actively try mm-hmm. to, like, break the norm and, and overloading calories. Like, having a smaller plate, it's like, look, you could ultimately go and just get two plates or fill your plate a foot deep. Sure. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it would, you would have to break, you'd be aware of it and have to break, like, a norm that's going on. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think, you know, a lot of the... A lot of what we're doing is not these, like, conscious decisions of, I'm going to try to eat 4,000 calories today. <laughs> it's just like, oh, 
as a human being, like when I see tasty food, I want to consume it. I just kind of get in this habit of I just lop it on there. Mm -hmm. And then once I got it on my plate, I actively am going to eat everything that's on my plate. Yep. So if I can yep. actually just limit that plate size, limit that portion size, I'll still eat everything on my, on my plate, but ultimately it's a lower total caloric yeah. amount. Yeah. I mean, it really could come down to being thousands of calories Half. less. Yeah. yeah. Um, and you would still, you still get the meal that you want for the holidays, that iconic meal yeah. that you're w looking forward to. You still get that. You still get full. Yeah. You're just not to a point where you're so uncomfortable that then you don't want to go move. Yeah. And maybe that's like the, <laughs> if you're like, hey, in one hour we're going for a walk or you're like, oh, you're like okay, I just like, I'm not going to eat myself to misery because I got to get up here and move in a second. Yeah. <laughs> right, right. So, yeah, I mean, still still trying to implement some of the things that we know, staying on top of your yeah. hydration, making sure you get your protein intake, and then just smaller portion yeah. sizes. That way you're still getting to enjoy what you got, um, but you're not overdoing it. I think the, uh, the hydration point also helps. I mean, different people are going to have different, you know, struggles or different um, – temptations and some for some people it is specifically the food but for others it's the alcohol mm -hmm. and so like even just like putting in a a rule of like hey look you have to go one for one mm -hmm. alcoholic drink for 12 ounces of water yeah yeah you're just like even if you end up drinking four drinks which is probably not you know a great outcome but it's better than eight drinks yeah you know what i mean and at least you got water in. You got water in. You're going to be full. Yeah. So, I mean, that, that's a flip side. That is like your stomach's going to be pretty full if you're drinking four alcoholic drinks and four 12-ounce glasses of water. Mm -hmm. So, ultimately, when it's time to eat, you'll be less likely to smash that. Yeah. You know. Right. Yeah, I mean, there there are, I mean, like I said at the beginning, there is no magic pill in this, but there are tricks that Strategies, you can, yeah, you tricks, can yeah. put into place yeah. to help you. Um, another thing would to be to create yourself a step goal for the day. Mm. You know, like say, okay, I know that I'm going to eat more than I usually do today, and I definitely want a dessert. Yeah. Like, I want that. I don't want to restrict myself from that. So my goal today is to walk 12,000 steps. Mm. You know, and that that way, at the very least, you're just up and moving more. Yeah, yeah. You know, which overall is going to just burn more calories throughout your day because you're just – Every time you think to sit down, you're like, nope, nope, I'm going to get up. I'm going to do something. Yeah. Do you think there's any benefit to adding some type of, like, time-restricted component to it? Like, for example, <clears throat> if you just said, like, okay, you're just going to eat one meal today. Yeah. So I thought about that. Um, I think that is very individual yeah, yeah. to you, each person. Yeah. If you have the ability to still within that eel, meal eat a reasonable meal, but it, if ultimately like not eating all day causes you to like eat the 4,000 right. calories. Right, right. <laughs> yeah, okay. Yeah. And so um, actually in preparation for the this podcast, I asked people, yeah, yeah. what do you do? Yeah, you know, yeah. I asked friends and family if they have any strategies and things. And some people said, I know that I am going to have a lot of calories in my meal, so I do try to only eat that one yeah. meal. And I don't know if that's the best strategy. I, I know other people that say, you know, that they've done that before. They've restricted all food until the one big meal. Yeah. And then they ended up eating so much more yeah. than if they had just 
maybe eaten throughout the day, yeah. had a healthy breakfast, had some water, got up, maybe went on a jog, yeah. and then came back and had a Thanksgiving or a Christmas meal and, you know, carried on that way. So yeah. I think that is more individual to the person. Yeah, agreed. I, I, this is something I've been implementing a bit. And now, I mean, I, admittedly, I, I, I tend to lean towards a more extreme approach to things, but that's like kind of my personality works well with that. <clears throat> but I do a, a post semi fast. Mm -hmm. I mean, like, let's say we had Thanksgiving lunch. I would just, I might eat whatever in that meal, but I would, I would maybe fast 24 hours after the meal. Mm. Like I want to eat till two o'clock the next day. Yeah. Or I may I may fast the entire next day and I eat till the following morning. Now I think one is like mentally, how are you set up for that? Some people are not set up well yeah. for that. Um and two, physically, how are you set up for that? Because um if your body does not reg if if you are um have a history of over-consuming carbohydrates, and your body cannot um, is not well, well adapted to oxidize lipids. Well, like you may be really freaking hungry that next day. Mm -hmm. You might, yeah, or have a major crash. Yeah, which makes sugar. it, yeah. Which mm -hmm. I, you know, I don't typically suffer from that, so I can go all day. And so, um, it's like the reason I ask is, yeah, it's a strategy I've implemented, but I don't typically suggest it for a lot of yeah. people. Sure, for it's sure, a, yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's something that if somebody asks, like, what do you do? Yeah. Well, sure, yeah. you know, because any advice or idea is, you know, I think very helpful. But for it to be a general overall suggestion, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, I think it really depends on the person and where they're at. Yeah. Um, and also it's like that's an extreme approach. You should probably <coughs> be able to implement the less extreme approach first. <laughs> Right. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so those were a couple of things. Those are kind of your basics of the day. Okay. You so. know, pick up more activity, create a step goal, um, and then moderate your actual portion sizes, yeah. you know, and go into it knowing. That's that's the over, the, the general idea is going into the holidays with a strategy, with a yeah. plan and knowing. Yeah. You know, um, I think it's also worth worth noting that, like, ultimately, in the big picture of things, <clears throat> a Thanksgiving meal or a Christmas meal, or both. I mean, both shouldn't they shouldn't knock you off. I mean, realistically, you could eat. 10,000 calories in that single meal. And if everything else is in place the rest of the week where you're eating intelligently and you're yeah. exercising regularly, it's going to do nothing to you. Yeah. It's, you know, because um, ultimately that's like 0.2% of like your entire. <laughs> yeah, it shouldn't. Yeah. It shouldn't. You it's know? just when, when a blowout Thanksgiving meal is combined with a not so great month mm -hmm. where calories have already gone up and activity has gone down. And that is also paired with maybe something that kicks off in January where, where you don't go to the gym for two weeks. You know, these are the, the, the death by a thousand cuts that yeah. kind of like tend, tend to add up. Yeah. I remember hearing 
a statistic one time that was like, generally speaking, most Americans do not actually overeat calories on a daily basis. Um, I mean, certain some people do, and some people do it by a lot, but you know, those people are, are 400 pounds. Right. Like if you're like over consuming by 500, a thousand calories on the daily, you're going to be very obese and yeah. very heavy. Right. What tends to happen is most people kind of under eat at, at breakfast and then have a sugary snack and maybe have a under eat, not enough at lunch and then have like a very high, very uh, high calorie, but low nutritious like dinner. Yeah. I'd say that's very common. So what's ended up happening there is like ultimately calorically they're they've eaten about their caloric baseline, mm-hmm. but what's happened is nutritionally it's completely off balance. Mm-hmm. But so what what ends up happening with that is um, metabolically there's negative impact. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're they lose muscle mass. They really kind of don't. They don't oxidize fat well. Their A1C, their 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 glucose disposal is bad. But like weight wise, they're kind of just trending mm-hmm. pretty normal throughout the year. Then there may be a period of time in the summer, or like for some people it's the summer, for some people it's the fall. Maybe in the fall they go and uh, tailgate on the reg, so that their alcohol consumption increases, their cal- calorie consumption increases, or maybe it's the holidays. Or there's like this two month where they go from eating <clears throat> about their normal caloric intake to on a regular like basis over consuming calories, and they put on one to two pounds. Mm-hmm. But they just do this over twenty decades, right. and so over twenty decades where you've had a loss of five to ten pounds of muscle mass, and you've had a gain of thirty to fifty pounds of body fat. You're 30, 40 pounds overweight. Mm-hmm. You're obese on the body fat uh, s- scale. And it's, again, it, it wasn't this like, oh, yeah, I'm like eating ice cream by the bucket every night. No, yeah. It's just you ate the normal American diet, which essentially is going to make you overweight, obese by the time you're 40, 50, 60. Yeah. And that's kind of what happens to people. Yeah. And, I mean, that's kind of the the blind trick, if you will, because – People think, well, I, you know, I eat all right. You know, I, I don't overeat. I don't do too bad, you know, and it's like, but nutritionally, yeah. it's very, very poor, yeah. you know, and um, I see, like, that, if that was true, if that was true, then we would have data to show that's true. <clears throat> yeah. Like, if you, if you ate well, you would have a body composition and blood work that showed that you ate well. Right. <laughs> we can look at the data and so. Incorrect answer. Right. <laughs> yeah. I mean? like something went wrong. It's, in there. it's just like you're not actively shoving your face full of like terrible food yeah. on a regular basis. But that's like, again, it's that like death by a thousand cuts. Mm-hmm. It's like, how do we ultimately end up being where 80% of the population's overweight? Mm-hmm. It's because every year over the holidays, you put on one pound yeah. or two pounds. And yeah. Work. I mean, you think about that, you gain. You know, let's say two, three pounds around Thanksgiving and maybe put on another two, three pounds around Christmas. And then you, you don't really lose the weight, but you, you don't really gain any more weight throughout the year, you know, and you do that for 10 years. Well, there's 50, pounds, 60 yeah. pounds, yep. you know, so it's like it, it is 
very slow and yeah. it creeps in before you even know it, yeah. you know, you realize like, whoa, I have gotten in some bad habits, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Um, but I mean, that's kind of where I wanted to segue <coughs> is, so we've talked about specifically that day, yeah. some strategies that you can take, but more importantly, I think zooming out a little, just the over general holiday season, yeah, yeah. you know, that's where we kind of get in trouble because mm-hmm. people bring sweets to work. Yeah. You know, if you have kids, you're doing gingerbread houses and Christmas cookies and, you know. School parties, work parties. Yeah, there's parties all the time. There's hot cocoa. And I actually did look up um, the average Starbucks coffee, Uh like a gingerbread latte or the eggnog latte that's come out. Spice. Yeah, you know, you're... you're, um, you know, what has become a, just an icon yeah. um, in the holiday season, these Atoll, which is the smallest cup you can get at Starbucks. It's the most confusing Yeah, I don't know how that occurred, but um, which most people don't order. I don't know very many people that get Atoll. Most people get, was it Tall, Grande? And then Venti. Venti's the biggest? Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um. But I believe what I read is an average cup without any substitution of Starbucks drinks is roughly between 350 to 400 calories. Yes, golly. For that one cup <laughs> of coffee. So you think, oh, you know, I'm going to treat myself. Yeah. You know what? Okay. Have one a year. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. Have <laughs> Let that yeah, be the treat over the, the, the year. The <laughs> treat for your, that year. Yeah. Go have your pumpkin spice latte. Um, for the whole season, yep. you know, um, so I trying to look up how many calories is in eggnog. Oh boy. <laughs> Cause it's uh, like eggnog is whole milk, yeah, whole eggs, whipping cream, sugar. Mm. I'm trying to think of what else is in there. Um, I think that's enough. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean. But it's it's liquid cake. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'd be more interested to know the fat content. Um, Three hundred fifty calories in eggnog. Yeah, there you go. Mm. And that's. I wonder if that's including. Is that for an eight ounce cup? Eight ounce cup, three hundred fifty calories, twenty grams fat, thirty five grams carbs, mm. um, ten grams protein. But I don't know if that's including alcohol. Probably not. That's yeah. probably not. That's I, probably I, just regular. I think eggnog. that's just regular old eggnog without yeah. any alcohol in it. Uh-huh. So that one eight ounce cup of eggnog is half of my fat intake for the day. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And not very many people drink eight ounces. Yeah. You know, none of our cups are even made to. You know, like a coffee mug is. That's like the. That's like a teacup. <laughs> you know, <laughs> that's like a little sippy teacup. Yeah, that's something you'd get in like your kids' play tea set. That's you right. know. Um, but yeah, you're probably drinking 10, at least 10, if not 16 ounces. You're talking 700 calories. Yeah, yeah, because, I mean, no one drinks 8 ounces. That's the other thing. So you're yeah. like, oh, okay, 350 calories. I could maybe work that in if I really wanted it. But you're most likely not having the yeah, portion have, size yes. or the serving size. You had a third of your calories in eggnog <laughs> or insane. pump or whatever uh, candy cane coffee. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> so I, I was looking into it. If you do want to enjoy a Starbucks or just a, you know, a coffee house, yeah, um, novelty coffee like yeah. that, the substitutes that you would make would be to switch out the whole milk mm-hmm. or the half and half the heavy cream yeah. or skim. Yeah. 
which I know a lot of people don't like to do, but that right there is a significant amount of fat yeah. that you're cutting down. And then to also ask for a substitution, uh, they use flavored syrup, mm -hmm. you know, the pumps. Yeah, yeah. Typically a tall cup of coffee at Starbucks has three pumps. Mm -hmm. Ask for one. Yeah, just give me one pump. Or uh, ask for sugar-free syrup, because uh, okay. they have that. Like, do they have the sugar-free, like, whatever, peppermint flavor? It, I, that they would you have to ask. I know that they have it in general stuff like vanilla and hazelnut and certain things like that. They have the sugar free in that. I don't know about the specific flavors, but I also wonder like I mean most of the things come with like whipped cream on it. Right. So and also yeah, forego the topping. Okay. The whipping the whipped cream on top, you know, I mean that is <laughs> and I mean, does that even make a difference? You know, I don't know. I don't um maybe it does. Maybe I mean, to the really flavor? Like that. Yeah. Well, sure, because I mean, you just again, it's on top. Well, you stir it into. It. <laughs> okay. Well, I think there. I saw a meme that was like, you know, it's like the the, the it's like Becky says she loves coffee. It's like so it's like Becky at the Starbucks with the whipped cream and like this chocolate drizzle. It's like no, Becky, you love dessert. Yeah. <laughs> like, exactly. Yeah, that's not coffee. That's that. Right. That's dessert. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, if you like coffee, you, you probably wouldn't be opposed to drinking some black coffee. Right. Or some coffee with, you know, uh, stevia. Just a, little, <laughs> you know? just a little cream or something. A little, yeah. little, little tiny packet of creamer. Like, right. when we have to do the three pumps of syrup <laughs> with the, uh, the, the whipped cream. Half the can of yeah. whipped cream. <laughs> that's the exact same, like, that's the exact same strategy with, yeah, in a, in a restaurant when they give you the dessert. It's mm -hmm. like whipped cream, shh, and then... Chocolate drizzle. Mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> yeah, so just foregoing some of that or, or swapping out and substituting yeah. some things really can make a difference if you want to go and have that cup of coffee and that dessert. How do you feel about like maybe like this strategy like earning? Yeah, like, absolutely. Like hold yourself to, okay, cool. Like you have to do this workout at this certain output, you mm -hmm. know, or like, Okay, well this week you have to get six workouts. Mm -hmm. If you get six workouts in on Saturday, after your sixth workout, you can go get, mm -hmm. you know, a tall <laughs> specialty <you> coffee. <laughs> that's right. Yeah, I think that that's, that would be a huge incentive yeah. to create little goals for yourself mm -hmm. so that you can reward yourself with, you know, I mean, maybe not make the reward food Always. all the time. But if it's like, hey, this is the season, yeah. and, hey, man, I got pumpkin spice, Lot, what are they called? Pumpkin spice lattes for six weeks. I want one, but I gotta earn it. Yeah. So this is the week I'm gonna I'm gonna earn it. Mm -hmm. And maybe if I goof it this week, you know, I got next week to make it up. Right. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I think that that would be a really smart thing. And and that's the next thing I was wanting to say is going into the holidays, knowing that all the things that go into the holidays, you know. I mean, there's just, it's more than just the day, yeah. and we know that. It would be naive, naive of us, yes. there it is, to think that it's just on one day, you know. But the season itself presents desserts and sweets and parties all the time, the whole, the whole season. And so creating a strategy to sit down, I tell this to my clients all the time, Sit down with whatever you use as your schedule, you know, whether it's a planner, a calendar, your phone, and plug in when you're going to work out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, because <coughs> the holidays get busy yeah. and things come sooner than you think. And yeah. before you know it, you've only 
worked out one day that week instead of your usual four or yeah. whatever it may be. Yeah. Um, so be a little bit more strategic in your plan. Write down your workouts. Have a plan and reward yourself for it. Yeah. You know, with whatever it may be. And I wonder, like, that's, that's probably also just, like, a good note is a lot of the pressures we feel from the holidays are really, like, it's a marketing pressure. Yeah. <laughs> from being a capitalist and free market society like it's like this pressure to 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 say yes to every holiday party mm -hmm. or to make it to every kids event mm -hmm. or to give your kids like this special gift or like make sure everyone gets the perfect little gift and like participate in every little thing that's going on and like ultimately ultimately you there's like this pressure to say yes to all of that and this kind of like false nobility and like self-sacrifice. It's like, I'm doing it for my family. I'm doing it for my kids. I'm like, <laughs> ultimately you being unfit, unhealthy and like limited, being stressed out. Yeah, the stress. Yeah, good for anyone. No. Like, um, I mean, like, I think there, there's times where it's, you just feel like, and then I'm like, hey, look, I, I got a workout today and I've made it to all these other kids' things. Like, I'm not going to this one. Mm -hmm. I'm going to go work out today yeah. because I need this. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> you know, it, it, you know, and to kind of like recognize that there's probably a need to kind of push back yeah. about against like some of the social pressures of the holiday season. Like, generally speaking, if like you look out and you're like, yeah, I'm kind of doing the same thing as everyone else, that should be kind of a I, I kind of am feeling the same way as everyone else about the, ho the holidays. Like, oh, you guys are stressed out. I'm stressed out too. Like, that should be a ding. You shouldn't be running with this flock. You right. know, like, that you should you should probably be swimming a little bit backstream. Yeah. Here, so that should be kind of an indication. Like, yeah, I'm going to push back against it this a little mm -hmm. bit. Yeah, I definitely think that um, learning the art of saying no yeah. <laughs> is, is it's important in just general health, mental health yeah. but especially the pressures of the holidays yeah. it, it is it's a lot and social media just creates like I, I gotta post that my kids are at every single holiday thing in the city and you know I gotta get the perfect outfits and what why why do we gotta do this we don't you know and so the kids don't give a shit I they mean, don't the kids the kids do not care about this thing about how your, how their friends' parents perceive you. They no. do not care. No. You know, and ultimately, if this is true for me, I know this is true for most, I don't recall the gifts I got when I was a kid, but I do remember waking up and my mom bouncing around the kitchen, yeah. making us hot cocoa, yeah. and excited about, she would like put our gifts in little piles. Yeah. And we would each have, I remember her, her attitude. Yeah. I remember her presence. Yeah. Do I remember those gifts? No. And do I even remember what we did that holiday? No. But I remember her being there. Yeah. And I remember, remember those her... fun like holiday traditions yes. and like being with family. It's like ultimately, if you're, if you if you are so distracted, so stressed out, mm -hmm. so I mean, ultimately, like unhealthy, unfit is going to create higher levels of stress and lower levels of energy and. Mm -hmm. and and less ability to connect, like ultimately you're limiting what the holidays are truly about. Yeah. You yeah. Know? 
Uh, and so like you said, like your kids, I, like I've made this thing of like, um, I remember being at my grandparents a lot, but I don't ever remember doing anything with my grandparents. Like a lot of kids are gonna like have that statement with regards to their, their parents currently. It's like, they don't really, I don't know. We didn't really have any holiday traditions. I don't know, my parents were always kind of stressed out around, around the holidays. Yeah. My parents kind of just drank a lot yeah. on the holidays. Right. I just remember them kind of like always sit around. sit around not doing yeah. shit and drinking. Yeah. And it's like that's probably not the, the legacy you want to live. No. Or leave. Yeah. And I mean, it, and it does come in reducing your fitness and increasing your food. It yeah. does. I mean, what you put in your body is going to affect your sleep your hormones, your blood sugar, your mood, yep. and then not working out. You're not, you're not exerting your energy. You're not getting, you know, the release that you need in your given day. I mean, it's, it, it provides so much more than just your physical, the physical aspect. Um, but the mental aspect is huge, especially in a high stress time, mm -hmm. like the holidays provide. Um, you, need the, you, you, you need the buffer of physical fitness to be able to take that on so there's just so much more to it than people think you know like <clears throat> working out isn't just oh i just need to go get this in you know because i want you know bigger biceps i want to look in a bathing suit <laughs> yeah. yeah i mean those desires are fine but that is not what this is all about mm. you know i mean not even in the slightest yeah. um and i tell that to my clients all the time if you aesthetically want to look better great okay but that motivation is not going to get you very far. Yeah. You know, it's got to be deeper than that. Yeah. And for most people it is, yeah. you know. Um, and so it, it just comes with going into the holidays knowing that you're going to have a little bit more stress. Yeah. Things are going to be busier. Temptations going to be higher with food and saying no to your working out, things like that. All that is is just a given. Yeah. And we know that's the case. So... <coughs> Going into it with a strategy. Go through a strategy like I'm gonna prioritize this, putting it in my calendar yeah. as this is as important as any other thing mm -hmm. I would have. It's rock solid, don't get moved. Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think that those are really the biggest takeaways. It's just going into it with a plan. Yeah. And you, I mean, yeah, it's gonna take self-discipline just as it does the whole rest of the year. Yeah. This isn't a time to just throw out all the hard work that we put into our our habit formations, our lifestyle changes, our fitness, you know, progress that we've made, we just don't throw it out the window because it's the holidays, yeah. you know. It's maybe like a, 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 another way to look at it, it's like, what, are you, this is what you've been training for. Yeah. <laughs> this is why we put all those habits in place beforehand, right? Right, exactly. So that you can take it through the holidays and get through it, you know, and come out the other side. I'm like, yeah, that was great. I, I enjoyed the holidays, I had a great time with my family, I enjoyed some good food that was super tasty, I kept my fitness and my health and, and my sanity. Yeah. I right, let's do it again, you know what I mean? <laughs> like, let's go another year. Yeah. What about like, do you have any strategies for um, like maybe the workplace? Uh, I want you to, like, like your previous life as a nurse. Yeah. Not exactly known for the greatest um, of workplace treats. <laughs> yeah. So I, I did think about this before this conversation and I wish that I could come up with something a little bit more creative than this. But ultimately, you just gotta say no. Yeah. You do, and if you know that your break room is gonna be full of stuff, then go eat somewhere else. Yeah. You know, 
It's the same strategies. It is. Yeah. It is. It's just more. Yeah. This time of year is, is all there really is to it. It's the same stuff, but you know, a lot of people like to bring their leftovers up to work so that it's not at their house. Yeah. Um, and then, I mean, when I worked as a nurse, I worked in mother baby for a long time. And as the thank you gift to the nurse, they would give us cookies and donuts. <laughs> and that was very common to have that. Um, every once in a while, we'd get one of those edible arrangements. And I was like, yes, yeah, it's fruit some fruit. Or, no, <laughs> <coughs> I, I've heard the uh, stories of the nursing, um, like break room mm -hmm. there was this like well everyone's always having some type of birthday mm -hmm. like every week someone has a birthday so there's always some type like cake pie cookie whatever in there always you're always getting thank you gifts uh -huh. which is almost exclusively sugary foods always yeah. um you're also usually like stressed to the max and not having any time to eat mm -hmm. so ultimately someone's like want me to order pizza and i was like yes mm -hmm. yeah and so it's like it, do we want, I think nursing is like in the top three, like most overweight professions. It's that like, sounds about right, yeah. Do we wonder why that is? It's I like, know, it's so sad. We're supposed to is, promote health. And, it's yeah. as backwards because it's the health, the health industry. Yeah. The healthcare industry. Um, <clears throat> I do have a client that um, he, sh he has a workplace similar to that yeah. where he's got a break room that is constantly full of treats and, and he has created an entirely new routine for his lunch. Mm -hmm. He does not go in there. Yeah. He puts his lunch in a separate refrigerator. Mm -hmm. And I know that's not, uh, you don't have that access everywhere you go, but. Um, you can take a cooler. I mean, there's, there's options. There's other things you yeah. could do. Yeah, absolutely. And, and you go and you eat somewhere else. I used to actually eat outside in the courtyard mm -hmm. at one of the hospitals I worked at. Yeah. Um, because the break room was just, you know, it's too easy to go grab a cookie or go grab a donut. Well, it's, um, one, you obviously have like the tempta the physical temptation of it just being there. You have to look at it, say no to it on a regular basis. Yeah. You just have the social temptation. Yeah. And like people, people, you know, misery loves company and that's not really what's happening. But like people are going to push you to engage in the same activities that they are. And yeah. sometimes more so if they know it's not great. Yeah. You know, come so on, just have a cookie. I mean, not everyone's like that. Some people are like, oh, you know, big deal. But like, you know, in the, in the, in the, in the space of it, it's typically what I meant is someone is going to push a little more than is like reasonable. Mm -hmm. Come on, you can have a cookie. It's Christmas time. It's Christmas on. time. Have a cookie. Yeah. You know, and then there'll be a guy to say, like, you're like, no, thank you. No, I'm good. Thank you. And then like they push and you just like, oh, you be a dick and be like, yeah. Hello, man, my health and fitness is important to me. So I'm not going to, my answer is still no. And then you're like, oh, okay. Yeah. 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 So it's like, yeah. It's like, man, you know, if I can ultimately avoid having to ha having yeah. to, to fight those battles mm -hmm. then you know that's it's the best the, the you always win the fights you don't you don't engage in right yeah yeah so i mean i wish that i could provide a better piece of advice on that but ultimately it just comes down that like you have to work you have to be there um so know that there's going to be temptation and just avoid it yeah i mean find another route find another routine that you get in for lunch or something <clears throat> well i think uh, it all comes down to like know your goals yeah. have a strong like why behind those goals yeah and so that it costs you to set a strategy beforehand so that um one you're limiting the amount of temptations you face and then you've also got a good 
battle plan when you face those temptations. Yeah. Can be um, finding a different place other than than the 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 break room. Could be um, it could be eating some type of having at your desk some type of healthy snack to engage with, whether it be um, like a vegetable tray or even like beef jerky. You know, it'd be better for me to eat this beef jerky if I'm really hungry now than have to get up, walk to the break room and Mm -hmm. go, you know, choose between brownies and cookies. Right. (laughs) You know, so those, and and, I mean, ultimately, ultimately, um, the average person is just like, guess what? You don't have any strategies. Yeah. So that's where I'm working with a coach, having a guide who not only has walked down that path themselves, but has walked hundreds or thousands of other people down that yeah. path is going to have a multitude of strategies to be able to put in place. And that's like ultimately where a guide is helpful. Having a nutrition coach is helpful. It's just like, yeah, yeah, you know how to eat right. Right. But there, there's a reason you don't. Right. There's very <laughs> rarely a time that I have a client walk into the office and have no idea how to eat properly. Yeah. That is very rarely the case. It, you know, they, I know how to eat. I just don't, <coughs> you know, and it's yeah. like, okay. And that's why I'm here as your yeah. nutrition coach, because it is not for a lack of knowledge. It is for a lack of guidance. Yeah. They have and no accountability. And accountability yeah. and just knowing like, you know, in strategy yeah. and knowing how to properly <coughs> implement it into your daily living. And that's really the struggle more so yeah. than like, oh, I didn't know that this donut was happening. <laughs> it's yeah. not the case typically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> typically. Well, and then like, yeah, I, uh, yeah, let's paint two different pictures. So the one is, yeah, I, I know I'm going to overeat on Thanksgiving. Or it's like, or I know the temptations are going to face me on, on Thanksgiving. And so... Um, I'm just gonna try my best. No, oh, like how many times has that worked in the last twenty years? Right. Zero. Cool. Okay. <laughs> Using the same strategy that's that's lost. Good yeah, lost zero times. Version with a nutrition coach who says, "Okay, let's kind of talk about what what your past history has been." Oh, okay. Um, what well, let's talk about like what are your where like the foods that you love over Thanksgiving? Like where do you typically kind of have these issues? Da da da. And then nutrition coach may say, "Okay, well." Here's the thing, we're gonna find you your own particular plate. Mm-hmm. Show me, show me that plate. Take a picture of it, send it to me. Okay, cool. That's your plate. Cool. Got it. All right. Now show me the spoon that you're going to use to give yourself servings. Mm-hmm. Cool. That's your spoon. Got it. Got it. All right. Here's what I want you to do. On that plate, we're gonna draw a line, and this half of the plate is protein. Mm-hmm. This quarter of the plate is vegetables. This quarter of the plate, that's your carbs. Cool? Cool. All right, now I want you to take a picture of your plate and send it to me like before you eat it. That may be extreme, but like, um, but like that's where like the, the guidance comes in. It's yeah. like, one, you probably never would have thought of that strategy. And two, even if you read that strategy on the internet, would you have ever implemented it? No. Right. But because a coach is saying, <clears throat> explain to me exactly what you're going to do mm-hmm. or, or, you know, show me you doing it. We're going to talk about this. Like that's where the guidance 
and the accountability pair together yeah. to where you ultimately have a successful Thanksgiving. You have a plan. You have a plan in place. <laughs> you were held accountable following that plan. Mm -hmm. You were um, supported in that plan. Because <clears throat> that's the other thing. Maybe you go to your house. Someone's like, why are you eating off your own plate, you weirdo? Yeah. But if you know, like, on Friday and Monday, I get to go see my nutritionist or, or like talk to my nutrition coach and she's gonna say like, hey, I'm proud of you, you did a good job. That's that's a more powerful pull than like maybe that social pressure of like, why are you eating off this off this tiny plate weirdo? Yeah. You might cave to it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, and I think also having a nutrition coach, you know, I sit down with my clients and we get into the nitty gritty. Yeah. You know, <clears throat> we talk about the deep, why yeah. of why that person wants to improve their health yeah. and it is a multitude of different reasons yeah. um, and it's easy for that why to kind of float off to the distance when you get tempted or you get consumed in social you know events and so my job as a nutrition coach is to keep that why very forefront in your in your vision all the time yeah, yeah. and to let my client know like hey I hear you like you were in my office crying yeah, because yeah. you do not like the way you feel. Yeah. You know, and so I am here to keep you accountable. Even when your friends and your family, they might not do that, not because they don't care, but because they don't know. Yeah. Um, and I care. Yeah. And I do know. Yeah. And I'm gonna be here. And this plate of food is not worth another sit down of you crying. With yeah, me. Yeah. It's not worth you feeling awful. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's, it's food. Yeah. You know, food is a wonderful thing and it brings people together and I fully, you know, agree with all that. But ultimately it's food. Yeah. You know, and the togetherness, your health, the way you feel, your attitude, you know, your presence amongst your family, that's what's important. Yeah. Um and we just kind of get blinded. Yeah. That's when food serves its actual purpose versus when people use it like a drug. Yeah. Which is yeah, the tip people tend to do yeah yeah like absolutely yeah and so I mean that is a huge benefit to having yeah. a nutrition coach especially during tempta tempting times yeah. you know um, between the holiday season and then the summer when people are traveling yeah that's another time that having a nutrition coach and having that accountability is huge mm -hmm. you know I mean I've had clients over the summer who they've gone on two or three different vacations and they've still come in and they're dropping body fat. Yeah. They're still making progress even in the midst of moments yeah. where they've gone out to eat and they've yeah. gone to weddings and parties because they're creating habits, yeah. you know, and they're working hard, yeah. you know, because they have a plan. Did they miss out <laughs> on their vacation? No. But, no, they had a good time, exactly. Yeah, absolutely. They made it to all their events and they feel great doing it yeah. now, you nice. know. So, you know, there, there are a lot of techniques that can be put into play. And I mean, having a nutrition coach or having the accountability and someone to be like, hey, you know what? Okay, we're going into this season. Um, these are the things that you want to do. All right, let's do them, you know? But let's put some tactics in place. Let's have a plan and let's stick to it. Yeah. And you're gonna come out of this still uh, of having a great holiday, yeah. you know, enjoying your time with your kids and your family, but not feeling awful mentally or physically. 
Um, and feeling actually good, feeling yeah. proud of yourself for sticking to yeah. your plan through a time that you typically throw everything out the window. Yeah, you committed to something and you did it. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. Well, uh, maybe that's kind of the ultimate trick, right? Get yourself into nutrition cards. <laughs> That's where it seemed to go. It's true. It is true. All right, Jess, thanks for coming on the MBS Fitness Radio podcast. Yeah, thank you for having me. All right, MBS Fitness Radio, out. Thank you for listening to MBS Fitness Radio. If you enjoyed the podcast, be sure to share it with your friends, follow us on social media, and check out our website at www.nbsfitness.net. Hit the subscribe button and tune in next time for more NBS Fitness Radio.